0: Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at ikanwen.com.au/slash BSV. Kia up. good morning, New Zealand. Welcome into Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Your Monday morning, 21st of November. Sammy sitting in for Izzy alongside Kempi. Kempy, I mate, I don't even know where to start, to be honest. I've got a I've got a document here that goes about ten pages mate, of all the, the the show, we'll yeah, all the
1: sport over the week. Yeah, the big nice. time. It's the big yeah, yeah, time, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It didn't
0: come from you though. <laughs>
1: Cut it out, Sam. Mate, it's so, uh, too early to be running it straight, sir.
0: It is, it is. Uh, it's a special Monday edition of Running It Straight. Next three hours, uh, we're gonna talk a lot of sport over the next three hours, of course. Uh, your involvement, welcome. On double eight double three, you can jump on the phone as well, anytime, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. 811, uh, we've got rugby, we've got the FIFA World Cup underway currently half time between uh, deal and Ecuador, 2-0 at half time in favour of Ecuador um, Lydia Ko currently tied for first in the CME Group Tour Championship, the final event of the LPGA for the year she's 15 under, she's actually tied for first, so battling it out with uh, Maguire from Ireland and um, Yeah, plenty of rugby internationals, the All Blacks drawing 25 all with England plenty of chat around that to be had this morning. Uh, Rugby League World Cup finals, men's and women's, Uh, we had trampolinists winning world championships we have uh, motorsport, Liam Lawson uh, winning the sprint race in Abu Dhabi in Formula 2 then getting a podium third in the feature race to finish out that season we've had the, uh, the A League we've had cricket as well, just too much. Kempe, where were your eyes glued to over the weekend,
1: mate? Oh, obviously, the World Cup finals were the, the big ones with the Aussies and Samoans and seeing all the flags out on uh, on Auckland streets and still yesterday um, out on my walk, many uh, Samoan flags out, still celebrating the the fact that Samoa made it into the World Cup final. Uh, disappointing from my... my um, for me, in and around that, the uh, Aussies really didn't get out of second gear, mm. I thought. I thought, um, you know, the final, obviously, New Zealand played Aussie the week before was really what should have been played, um, but you know, they just couldn't get up for it. So, you know, just, the, I think the percentage rates were down around 70% for the World Cup final. So, um, although, although, Australia didn't get out of second gear. They still done it quite easily, and of course, the Wahine, um, the Australian Jillaroo, is doing it quite easily against the Kiwi fans. And that one was a real surprise for me because I thought that they'd actually have a have a decent dig, yeah. Um, you know, and talked just talked about really completing their sets, but well, they couldn't complete anything because they just didn't want to tackle. And a lot of the tries that the Jillaroo scored were they'd look at those a lot of those girls and go, they just weren't there um, when the time counted and on the bigger stage. When you're playing in a final for a World Cup, so uh, watch the All Blacks went through that. That was really interesting. Um, I like twenty-five said went through that. Put yourself through that. Oh uh, yeah, twenty-five <laughs> six with ten minutes to go. You think you shut it out, you know? But you know, as a referee, yes. I think one, one of the one of the biggest learnings from this is is the World Cup next year is that a referee is going to have a big hand and a say, and how, who's going to win that World Cup. Because um, you don't know what you're getting week in, week out from the referees that are in the middle of the park. So there was that. Uh, obviously, Lydia Coe, like you said, started off well, um, still battling it out there. Our golfers have been absolutely on fire Yeah. Um, this year. And of course, the World Cup, the Soccer World Cup, with uh, Ecuador kicking off against Qatar. What are they, 2 0 up already, Ecuador uh, at half time. So. Mate, there's just, I don't don't know, everywhere you look, it looks like there's another World Cup playing. Too too
0: many screens to get your eyes on. Uh, We'll talk with Drew Derbyshire after 7 o'clock on the uh, Rugby League World Cup. Uh, We'll also catch up with uh, Sam Roberts, a Premiership rugby commentator and writer, talk uh, through that England All Blacks game. After 8 o'clock, we will talk some FIFA World Cup, and uh, we're hoping to catch up as well with Dylan Schmidt, who did win uh, at the World Champs, of course a bronze medalist at the Olympics last year, and uh, picking up the World Champs, he is a phenomenal young talent. Um, so hopefully catch up with Dylan as well just uh, back to the World Cup though um, Kempe it was good to see Old Trafford sold out though to be honest, we talked with Gary Schofield last Wednesday and he thought that maybe the English fans wouldn't turn up, you know, given that England wasn't wasn't in there and they'd already bought their tickets he thought, look guys, don't expect a, a packed house, but it was packed, which was you know, that, that's a good result and, and of course it was awesome to see Samoa there, we know how much uh, that means to their community, we, we saw it on the streets in Auckland, but you know, the the final went away in, in many ways was last week, wasn't it, between the Kiwis mm. and the Kangaroos? And if you would had that game as the final, you probably would have been quite happy as a as a rugby league fan.
1: I think as a purist, you would have loved loved to see that though. They're definitely the two best teams in the competition um, on that side of the draw. England would obviously have liked to see the Englishmen and and roses in the in the finals, uh, which was unfortunate. But like every event that's played over in England, you got you got Wembley. Um, You've got the grand final played at, at Old Trafford. It doesn't really matter. Anyone uh, who's an English fan loves supporting rugby league. If they bought a ticket, they'd go along and support it. So it was good to see them pack it out. Um, and you're dead right about Samoa, though, You know, donning the flags all over New Zealand uh, in the support to um, hopefully get the job done. I was speaking to John Schuster last night and just did a Zoom call with him up in the islands and he was basically saying, you know, it's just gone crazy up there with the rugby league and, and what's happening on the world stage and already, you know, made a comment a couple of weeks ago, Sam, about the eligibility rules changing a state of origin because of this World Cup. And Freddie Fitler came out yesterday, uh, I think it was on Friday morning, him and uh, Joey John sitting down and Freddie saying, look, uh, Kiwis, New Zealanders and... Um, Pacific Islanders need to have the eligibility rules changed so we don't lose state of origin. So it's already starting to happen. Uh, I think it's, you know, one thing about the World Cup, I'm pretty disappointed that the Kiwis uh, didn't compete. You know, the women in the final, they didn't really compete and the men didn't make it to the final. I think it was a real disaster from the New Zealand perspective because we were the best team there. Mm. Uh, I talked about it yesterday at Fujitsu when I did a breakfast with the Fujitsu team on behalf of SENZ and, and basically just said, you know, like, we just didn't, uh, I guess, have that two percent extra of uh, on the day. We should have, we should have really shut Australia out. And I think this was a World Cup that got away from us. You know, not one that you know. The last time we won in two thousand eight, we were never going to pick to win it. Yeah. Okay. And and but this time, I think you have got to be pretty disappointed that we didn't bring it home.
0: So the question, Kempy, is if you're going to allow internationals to play in state of origin, obviously you got to change the name because it's not going to be state of origin. It's not going to be New South Wales and Queensland. So. Would you just scrap it all together and just have an international window? Well, why I think, not, why I not get that, more international yeah, rugby he, League? You know If we're just going to get the best players playing against each other, why not push them back into their international teams yeah. and just have them playing more
1: regularly? The, well, the, the biggest problem with that is that the NRL is actually an AFL model. So it's all about club land. And they'd be quite happy playing one one series a year, and that's State of Origin. you know. So at the end of the year, the AFL, they go up to Ireland and they play a hybrid game up there. Um, they don't play internationals, obviously, because it's a, uh, a game, really, that's only been played in, in Australia. Um, and rugby league take the sort of same uh, methodology in the way that they think, is that, well, we only want to play NRL football. We don't really want to play any more than State of Origin. So clubs don't release their players. That's the biggest issue that you got. And until the international body actually has some teeth in the in the game, and especially with the players, see the players will determine through the um, the, the CBA collective bargaining agreement whether or not international football should be a window. But you you just the clubs basically say no, we don't want our players to play, and they just pull them out, left, right and centre, and get, try and get them prepared for the year. Um, following the their, their competitions. Uh oh look, I think I think they can live side by side, Sam. I think, you know, it is a progression. You're dead right. State of origin, state of heritage, probably now. Okay. I, I think the branding's gonna be the pretty much the same because it's a massive brand. It's worth close to thirty million dollars a year to New South Wales and Queensland. Mm. Um but you can't have a state of origin if the best talent aren't playing in it. Yeah, well, there, and there are a lot of players that have been
0: playing State of Roger and that wouldn't be, you know, that would be pulled well, away. Well, this
1: year you already look, you, you know, you look at the, the Samoan team, you know, Luai, you'd say, would probably make the Australian side. Um, Crichton would probably make the Australian side. Papali, he may, is an Australian player. You know, uh, Valent- you know the, the likes of Valentine Holmes and that, what happens if they go back to the Cook Islands? Mm. You know, what happens if Latrell Mitchell gets in an Indigenous side and him and Car? Ado- you know what I mean? They go, they go to an Indigenous side. So it's it's sort of it can get stronger, but until the international federation actually have some teeth, they mate, they just they're going to get stood but, on all the time by, yeah, the, but, and, by the by the NRA.
0: and they have to capitalize on what has sort of been the the most. Um, you know, I don't know. Interesting World Cup. It certainly has had the most public interest because of more competitiveness. Obviously, more teams that had a shot. Um, although, you know, it doesn't seem like that in the end with Australia winning like they always do. But you know, we had Samoa there. We had Tonga. England was competitive. We had a few sprinklings of you know PNG at Fiji, Fiji. Just about got home. Fiji. So yeah. um, you know, they got to build on that, like the like the um, like the Black Ferns. You know, they have to build on on what has been a pretty successful World Cup. Um, and keep on developing. But just just back to the final, do you think Samoa, like what went wrong for them? Do you think maybe they, getting to the final was almost where they had used all their, I guess, emotion, and, and once, get, you know, they would just let, let it get to them a little bit when they finally got there? Because, uh, I mean, getting there was is the achievement, right? And that's what yeah. the Samoan community is celebrating, the fact that they are actually there. N- you know, no one was expecting them to beat Aussie, but, you know, do you think maybe that's why they didn't perform
1: Sunday morning? No, look, I just don't think they had the class, to be brutally honest. I think on that other, that other side of the, the draw, the england Samoa, um tonga draw is the weaker side of the draw. And, you know, when they got up there, like, if you have a look at Milford, you have a look at Harris-Tavita, you know, Danny Levi had to come home. Mm. You have a look at their spine, um, all all but probably, probably uh, Suwali stepped up to the plate. Mate, they'd be ranked four, five, maybe even further down the list as halves and hookers in the competition. So you So you... You look at their you look at their spine alone, and it comes up against Munster The Clary. Clary couldn't have had a better game. Seriously, three try assists. Um, stepped up to the plate. Had a week from hell as far as the media going saying, so "When's Nathan Clary actually going to put, play in this Australian jersey?" And then comes out and says, "There you go. That's why I'm in the final." Um, and I just I just think they were outclassed. And it was it was always you know people were picking twenty points um, a better team, than the Australians. Oh, To to be brutally honest, I actually thought they were way better than that. They Mm. could have put another 20 points on them whenever they wanted to. Um, But the the thing about Samoa, for me, it wasn't really about making the final. It was the journey to get to the final. And the journey to get to the final started with Jason Tomalolo when he decided to come out of New Zealand and play for Tonga.
0: Yeah, back in 2017. Play for Tonga.
1: You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, oh, okay. Maybe we should do, try and doing that, and then the Samoan boys go. Well, if they can do that to Tonga in their country, let's see if we can emulate it. And of course, what happened? Well, it's gone blue out here in Auckland. Yeah, you know they stopped they stopped traffic in Samoa. Australia's gone nuts around. You know, you got to think about Penrith will be the biggest beneficiaries of this out at West Sydney. Um, every kid now wanting to play. Rugby League is a Pacific Island heritage out there and we're sitting Penrith just gone and put another 10 years on top of the NRL trophy. So yeah. I, I think the journey to the final was probably the most captivating part of it for me and hopefully we are going to see, You know, if we don't see a Pacific Cup down here in New Zealand next year, there's something wrong, definitely something wrong. I don't have no faith in our national body pulling that off and the International Federation should have already secured it and announced it directly after the World Cup. So, you know, there's no no foresight. Um, we missed the Tongan one because the Tongan one should have been a New Zealand Tonga test series every year. We missed that. Now, are they going to miss this one? Because now Samoa stepped up and have a Pacific Cup.
0: I remember JT when he made that decision, the outcry from New Zealand fans who are, you know, very annoyed that he was leaving New Zealand. But really, he has been the trailblazer and he. You know, by all means, uh, is going to be looked back at. I think being the the catalyst to why all these players have decided to go home. Um, can be uh, the All Blacks, a very disappointing end. Well, I think a very disappointing end into their season. Um, I actually thought that they would lose at Twickenham. I said that before the season started. I sort of looked at the schedule and I thought into the end of the long tour um, at Twickenham against an English side that just you know looks like a banana skin game for the first <laughs> sixty minutes probably the best sixty minutes we've seen all year from the All Blacks, to be honest, Kempi. I mean, refereeing aside, because that game was so stop start, far too many penalties. I mean, yes, Raynell was refereeing to the law of the game and so the calls were correct, but yet like rugby can't turn into that. Otherwise, you know, if you were a new fan watching that game, Kempi, I reckon you would have turned off. It was just so stop start. Complicated. And just too yeah, frustrating. Too convoluted and too frustrating. And so the All Blacks, I think, played very well under those circumstances for sixty minutes. But then the last twenty just completely fell away, and that is to me uncharacteristic of the All Blacks' Kempi. And yeah. to end in a draw, I mean that is a loss in my mind. In, you know, in terms of the season, it sort of does sum up their season in a way. It'd be very up and down, very inconsistent. One week good, the next week bad, and. I don't think I don't you know, I'm not sure Fozzie after the game saying that, you know, that the team's building well for the World Cup next year. I'm not sure that is the, the greatest preparation.
1: No, and he and of course he's gotta say that. He's not gonna come out and say, Well, I'm really disappointed with that. We let we let a fifteen point lead slip away in the last uh, last nine minutes and end up with a draw and could have lost it if they didn't kick the ball out in the end and, and went for it. Um I'd be disappointed too. I'd be really disappointed. Um, I think I think you're dead right some of the football early on was really good I, personally for me I think the turning point was when Cody Taylor he threw the ball in the line out and back to back penalties um, had decisions against him and you could see the frustration on his face mm. and I was like no nah, no nah, you've you got to get rid of that but it uh, was terrible mate like I think that I think if you go back to the Australian decision and around the time wasting now he's a textbook referee and common sense went out the window Yeah, like the one when he got the English winger for being offside um, when he carried the football from the, from the ruck. I went back to it. I went, mate, no one in the world saw that. <laughs> well,
0: what about the, the kick directly into touch from uh, Caleb Clark and they call Rico offside? It went straight into touch. Um, it had nothing to do with the plate. The thing is, unbelievable. That, that's why the rules are open to interpretation, Kenby, is because there needs to be, as you said, a bit of common sense, a bit of game management to make sure that the game's flying back and forth. A referee, in my mind, it's not their job to pick up every little detail. And that just seemed like what Raynaud was doing. It was well, like it just trying it to it prove a point. it stops the
1: flow in the end of the game. And, you know, momentum swings are so massive in, in international sport that if you can get on, like, they were just on a roll. And, of course, what you saw was that momentum swing back to the English in the last 10 minutes, and you couldn't stop it. If it went for another five minutes, we lose.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, well give us your thoughts on that 88833 0800 as well, happy to take your calls on the All Blacks or on the uh, Rugby League World Cup uh, but we also want to talk about the Football World Cup which is underway this morning, first game between Qatar and Ecuador, it is 2-0 to Ecuador, currently 55 minutes into that game and there is a lot of chat of course around uh, the fact that this World Cup's even being hosted in Qatar Life's so full on, I've been working on this deck for ages these steaks don't cook themselves you know